0: guess is how you identify yourself in ethnic ethnically is that, is that how you say it? <laughs>
1: ethnic or ethic ethnic ethnic <laughs>
0: the ethical Back ethnic again, ethical, <laughs> ethnic person that i am
1: i i would say that i'm black okay um And I always had this thing with African American because I was like, why do I have to be hyphenated? I don't want to be hyphenated, you know? So I I like Black because it involves like the African identities and the people in the Caribbean and things like that. And it kind of rounds us out together.
0: Yeah. I actually had a conversation with that with my um, friend from Trinidad because in, uh, I used to say African American, he's like, I'm not even American. <laughs> so why are you even saying that? I was like <laughs> he got you. Yeah, he's yeah, like, Good point. He's calling me black. I was like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you want. That's fine. Yeah, so that's a good point. That's there a was point. a
1: player on the German soccer team and someone was asking, like, um, who's that African American player? And they're like, He's he's German. So <laughs> And they were like, I'm just trying to use the right
2: words.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Dating Digital, a podcast about dating the digital world. However, in this season, we are diving deeper into the human mind by highlighting individuals' personal experiences and their identities. Today's episode, all our guests identify as Black, African-American, biracial, or mixed. I'm using the respective guests' language on how they identify as throughout the episode. The guests share what it's been like growing up and navigating the dating world as a Black individual in our society. The guests share their own experiences, and it's been great to learn more from different perspectives. All interviews but one were recorded pre-pandemic, so viewpoints may have changed since it is now 2022. That's right. I've been sitting on these for a hot second. My bad. But we are back at it this year. This will be a part one episode as part two will focus on an individual guest and will come out next time with a preview at the end of this episode. We hope you enjoy. Dating
2: digital.
0: This first guest is my guy Nick. We're doing an interview in a car because that's the only space that we had at the time. This interview was conducted in 2019. So a lot has changed since then. But Nick talks about his experience growing up in the Carolinas and then moving to the Pacific Northwest, which was a stark difference from what he said. Here's what he has to share. Grew up, grew up your most of your life in North Carolina. Is it, is it considered the South or is it the East Coast? OK, so you so you, you grew up most South and then now you live in the Pacific Northwest, two very like opposite parts of the country obviously how is that just in general blanket statement how has being african-american played a part in the dating world for you
3: uh yeah like i said definitely first start growing up uh i was into white girls and like i said coming from the south it wasn't really it wasn't really looked at like okay that's okay like not how it is now so back then these were the early 2000s maybe 2000 2010 somewhere like between that time frame so it was a little bit different like you know like my grandmother my mom they really didn't really they would they wasn't they didn't really want me to bring a white girl home but they wasn't gonna shun her or treat her any different I mean but they was low-key like they would really hope for to bring a black girl home every now and then but that really never happened I brought one black girl home actually two I brought two black girls home probably my whole life that my mom has seen. And I can just tell the completely different as far as me dating a white girl and me dating a black girl. The black girl could have been a stripper. It didn't matter. My mom's going to love her regardless because she was black. <laughs> like the white girl could have had a PhD, master's, all this stuff. You couldn't have a racist bone in the body, but it was just something about it. It just, it just didn't sit well with the older generation Like when dating a white girl. So and that's now, but now it's like taboo. Like nobody really cares anymore Like nowadays. So it's just a little bit different back then. And I'm guessing, like, I couldn't imagine coming up here which just mostly white people and then how that interracial scene was. So, I mean, back home it's mostly black people, so dating a white person was few and far between. It wasn't too often, but it was kind of often, but it wasn't too often. I can imagine just being up here, it probably wasn't none. Probably nobody was dating black people like that. Or it could have been, that was only done. That's the only thing that was here. So, it probably what it was for black people.
0: Yeah, I'm just a little bit different. So I might be a little ignorant asking this question. I'm trying to figure out like the timeline and stuff. Would you, would you say your parents grew up in the segregation? Cause that's like the 60s, 70s, right? They would have been born. Grew
3: up in it. Yeah. My mom was, uh, she went to all-black uh, middle school, she was telling me. And she said when she went to high school, that's when they were integrating the high schools. And so white people went to schools with black people for like, she's like her first, maybe, maybe eighth grade, ninth grade or so. That's when she was introduced to it. So yeah. I mean she that's the same. That's why I have always known just to don't date them white girls, they gonna call rape on you. That's like the whole stereotype, the stigma is what it is back then, or that's well. she's just using you to get with daddy, get back at daddy or some some crazy shit like that. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean to get back at daddy? Uh the girls got daddy issues and they wanna just rebel. So I'm dating this black guy. Oh, to get back at their daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back at their daddy, yeah.
0: I will get back at your daddy. I was oh, like, What's well, no, your daddy do to these white girls?
3: <laughs> no, oh, no, my daddy wouldn't care at all. I didn't care if it was white, black, it didn't matter.
0: So how was that like, did you did you ever have like conversations with, with your mom or dad about even like even your your grandpa and stuff before, like way
3: back then? Like how how was growing up in those times? Man, Um, have did I ever ask them? I mean, it was just one of the things where you kept your head down, you don't speak to white, like, as far as, like, what's what they told me? Like, I remember my grandpa, we were in his, it was, like, a long, long time ago. Like, I was six, seven years old, but I just remember something had happened where I think a white lady felt disrespected or something by him or something, and he just kind of was, like, just telling me, just, just don't say anything crazy, keep your head down, uh, say no ma'am yes ma'am blah 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 just try to get out of the situation as quick as you can walk away as quick as you can because there's nothing's gonna positive's gonna happen from you with arguing with a white person that's not it's not gonna come out positive so that's just kind of what I was taught at an early age just kind of if they're coming this way you just avoid and go the other way or you just I'll go around them or something like that so that's why it's very weird now that I'm here because like I said I had that stigma I had the whole mindset like growing up just when people, when you don't look at white people straight in the face, like when you see them, you look at them, or you just turn your head and something like that. And now it's like, I'm looking at them, and they're smiling at me from ear to ear. (laughs) And then when I turn my head real quick, I guess they feel like I'm being rude, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I just, you just don't, you just don't do it. Like, you just don't, you don't ever want to make white people feel uncomfortable, feel like you're disrespecting them, because it's never going to end well in your part, so.
0: With that mindset then, because of your your family's experience in the, in the place and the time that they grew up in and then they like kind of like taught you and stuff like that growing up so you said that you grew up like being attracted to white women and stuff like that so has that has those teachings played
3: a factor though in the beginning it like it it made me want to do it more honestly like it's like oh i'm not supposed to be doing this or it's like this is something that's gonna get me in trouble But well, not say get me in trouble just kind of be like it's not what's like i'm not supposed to be doing so i might just do it anyway so I'm not just date a white person anyway. So <laughs> it did. It, it played a part, though. It definitely did. I just love breaking that barrier. Like I, man, I love going to white women or Spanish women's house or anybody else that wasn't black and meeting their parents. And even if I was black, even if there was, I was dating a black girl. I would love going to the parents' house, letting them meet me, and just completely breaking every mold that they had of a typical black person. Like I love doing that. Like being well mannered. Like, I, I was more proud of them coming back and telling my dad, telling my mom, oh, your son's very nice. He's a very well-married, well-mannered young man. Blah, blah, blah. Y'all doing a good job, yada, yada, yada. Like, I I like that. I appreciate I like that a little bit more. I mean, so that kind of definitely made me want to puff my chest out a little bit and let, let them know that black people not all are the typical, I guess, want to be thugs, want to be gangsters. Like, there are some that have a good head on their shoulders. So that definitely played a part of me proving and not all black people are like that.
0: There's a dating website, pretty popular, uh, called OKCupid. Okay and then they, they released a study that said that darker-skinned African-American women are, like, like they're least likely, they have the lowest match percentage and stuff like that. I don't know if you ever heard that, like, dark stat skin before. Dark-skinned African-American yeah.
3: women. Yeah, so not men, but women. What do you what do you think around them? Uh, I mean, and that's true. Like, I'm not even going to That doesn't surprise me. Like, I don't know why. I really don't know why dark-skinned women are not... Like, no, why people are scared of that? Why people are afraid of that? I mean, or I mean, I could be talking about my damn self. To be real, I don't know why. Like, I couldn't think of any dark skin. Like, you gotta be like a Kelly Rowland or something like that. And she's not even really that dark to me, but she's like the only chocolate woman I can think of off the top. That's like that would attract me like that. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, honestly, I don't know why, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just like said just the darkness of, like, the actual skin. Like, I know it sounds bad, but... I mean, there's nothing wrong with a chocolate woman at all, like...
0: Do you think Do you think it's, like, just a lack of exposure or, like, just the years of... Well, because if you think about it, right? Like, on media and stuff, I don't I don't see a lot of dark-skinned women comparatively to, like, lighter skin being, like, a star role yeah.
3: or, like, a star singer, things like that. Yeah, you don't see too many of them until, like, recently. Like I said, only, only why, because I had to start thinking of, like, all them, them get-outs or... I know you're talking about, but yeah, like Lapita too. Lapita, that's that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, like like dark ceiling
0: like that. But just like what 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 do you hope to see for the future of dating? Because like you said, like you mentioned, like it's less taboo now, right? Like for a white woman to date a black man, or vice versa, a white woman or white sorry white man dating a a black woman stuff like that. But like what like what do you what do you hope to to see
3: or or anything? I just hope to see everybody get love, man. You know, everybody deserves love. Like, it's not even to the point where it's like black, white, or. I mean, of course, I want to see it keep mixing. Like, please keep mix mixing because everybody makes beautiful babies when you mix it, especially with African American. So, like, <laughs> you always have a beautiful baby when you mix it with African American. So, like, keep doing it, man. Keep mixing, it, and like I said, or love who you love. If you want to, if you want a chocolate person, if you want a black person, you want an Asian, you want a white person, date whoever you want to. I mean, just just Keep it authentic. Keep it genuine. You know, don't date an Asian just because that's what your family wants you to do. Don't date a black person just because that's what your parents want you to do. I mean, at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. I mean, keep it mixed. Keep it keep it whatever. Have you ever had an experience where, like, to the point where they're, like, fetishizing you because you're black? So just coming at me because I'm black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. Oh, yeah. College, for sure. You see that. College, late in high school, you can definitely see that now. Because all the college, college girls that was back in the day that was nothing but black dudes, fucking a bunch of black dudes, and now all of a sudden they married to a white guy. Preppy-ass white dude that probably didn't even know that she used to fuck with chocolate back in the day, and he probably wouldn't even like it if he knew that, too. I see that like hell. Oh, my God. I see that so much. A bunch of preppy-ass girls I went to college with that was just, oh, you're black, and they want to, like I said, they want to piss off daddy so because daddy doesn't approve. And they just doing it just cause, it's just a phase. Like women, white some white women go through a phase where they just want to
2: fuck black dudes.
0: That was Nick. Thank you for sharing your story, experiences, and upbringing, Nick. Next up, we have Frankie, who shares her identity and how she was navigating that through the dating world like me. Frankie was born in California until she had moved to a small town in Southern Oregon, and then moving to a smaller town after that. So Frankie has a wide range of experiences growing up in a more diverse area into a much, much, much less diverse area. Here's what she has to say.
4: My identity crisis.
0: your identity crisis, yes.
4: (laughs) I don't know, probably just different, like, microaggressions, I guess I would say, pop into my head. But I don't think, I think I struggled with it, like, in high school, but I don't think I really started um, to, like, think about it or try and process it until, like, I was living on my own and a mom and all those type of things. Yeah, no, I've never felt like that person that, yeah, people wanted or like found super attractive or anything like that. So no one ever told me anything like that.
5: I think you're very attractive.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. All one. females tell me that. <laughs> well, first off, I've never even dated someone who's Black.
0: Yeah, Frankie always asked me to hook her up with a, <laughs> my, my Black friends.
4: <laughs> 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 this is true, I do ask that. Um, like I said, there are microaggressions that happen all the time. I ha- I was dating one guy who was white, and I remember him telling me, like, his friend I told him something, like, he liked me because I didn't act like the typical black girl. I was just like, okay, like, what does that mean? And then it's like, I'm not loud or, yeah, like, the way I talk and, and just essentially not fitting whatever stereotype they thought I was going to fall into. Yeah.
0: And so, like hearing all that, what I don't know what was like kind of going in for you. Oh, I want to be more cognizant of this, or I want to change something. And so, like, yeah, what is that moment of that identity feeling?
4: Uh, I feel like it's just always a reminder of like not to say that like I wanted I want to fall into these stereotypes, but I think for me it's just always like this underlying cut of you're not black, which I've like literally heard my entire life, like from teachers in high school they would say like, oh, she's not black. She's white. But then like, if we're watching a freaking movie on history, they have to call me out to make sure like I'm not offended by the fact that the N-word is going to be said in these movies instead of just asking the entire class, hey, <laughs> like, this is what this movie's going to be about. But then they also want to say that I'm not black and this and that. And people in my family have told me that or have been like, I'm blacker than you are when they're white. So yeah, it's just like reminders of like whatever, I guess whatever is supposed to be making me black according to other people. Like I'm never falling into that. And then also not knowing who I am. as like a black female. I think it's just always been really confusing.
2: you been trying to guess what I'm trying to do. You question my intention. I got a reputation. You made me want to change it yeah, you.
0: Frankie was one of my first friends since moving to Oregon, and she continues to be a great friend, and I am happy for her, and I appreciate her continuing to share her stories and teaching me, educating me about life and perspective of not only her identity, but also being a mother in our society. I've learned a lot through her. Next up, we have Cory, born and raised in the Bay Area, but also mixed his time up in Oregon, Portland. And so he has a lot of experiences in both places. And we're kind of just talking about the experience of that first. Here's Cory.
2: I've seen a lot of racism out here compared to the Bay. I haven't seen racism in the Bay. Not, either, like not like firsthand. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But out here, I've seen it a couple of times. You know, girls yeah. who just say, like, they don't fuck with black dudes straight up. Ooh. To your face? Ooh, not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> not to my face, but yeah, I've seen it. That's crazy. I've seen it. Yeah. I was, it's
0: the same thing. Like, I've never heard anyone go, like, I don't date Asian dudes until I moved up here.
2: The people I'm, who say that
0: people say that and then the crazy thing is that they are asian women that said <laughs> it's like i don't mm. need asian men i'm like god damn okay why that's fine. a lot of asian women i met up here actually said that to me why i don't know mm. but they're into the brothers though so i guess, I guess that's okay
2: <laughs> i, guess I that's mean okay. yeah but i feel like i've seen some asian women who will only date asian guys there's, there's Only, you because know, of the whole family thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like if you if you don't speak that language you'll yeah. never truly be accepted, you know.
0: All right, man. So so talking about like just dating and going back, what what's like what's like the experience of, of dating as a as a young black man?
2: I had a girlfriend my senior year of high school and she told me that she thought her dad wasn't liking black people. Oh, I remember you mentioned yeah. this to me, yes. Yeah, the Former President of Nike <laughs> One of One of them One of them One of the few. Keyword word former. former President
0: At what point Did you realize You're a mixed child
2: Like you know You know like that Realization You know something funny When I was Since I was like Probably in Or until I was In second grade People would ask me What are you Right? I Or I would just Tell them I'm English Cause I spoke English <laughs> And I told my dad that one time And he's like, Corey, no <laughs> So the second grade <laughs> The second grade is when I realized I was mixed I didn't realize I wasn't English <laughs> You you said, you said English
0: like just innocently Just because you didn't know Yeah, just
2: straight up I speak English, so I must be English <laughs> English is always normal for me mm-hmm. Obviously my mom's side and my dad's side don't interact the same or with each other mm. for that matter, but yeah, it's just growing up that you don't notice these people are different than these people.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> did your did your grandparents approve ever approve of it? Or was it kind of one of those things? Mm.
2: They didn't really approve of my dad. From what I collected. Yeah. My dad told me. My mom's parents, he moved in there, and the mom used to post like OJ Simpson stories on the fucking refrigerator and shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Was
0: it during that time? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. bro. What the fuck? <laughs> bro.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my dad, yeah, he told me that. So I was like, damn, that's fucked up.
0: Bro, that's kind of crazy,
2: <laughs> straight up posting cutting the newspaper articles out the paper and posting them on the fridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like damn did you did you did you know your grandparents on your mom's side yeah oh, okay we don't really talk anymore but yeah, yeah I do them they live right next door to me i feel like mixed people are just in right now you know that's about, that's as weird as that is I don't know how else to say it, you know like yeah that's just in I don't know what else to say about it Yes, understand it is Uh,
0: piggybacking from what Corey just said. We go right into our next guest's point of view.
5: So, I call this one of my mixed girl struggles. Okay, like one struggle I have is with dating because people, even just from going through the dating experiences that I have had, just like this last year and stuff. It's completely different. There's a huge difference in sitting down to be on a date with a black person and sitting down on a date with a white person. There's a significant difference every single time. It feels like when I'll sit down, every African-American person I've gone on a date with, they'll ask me, Oh, what are your white tendencies? And I'll be like, oh, what do you mean? Even though I, I do know what they mean because, and it triggered something for me because it's something my ex would always bring up. he would be like, oh, that's just your white side. Oh, that's just your white side. She'd literally like dismiss things I would say or like habitual patterns that I have as wrong. And she would just be like, oh, it's just your white side. So like every time it will be hard because I'll sit down with them. And they would be like, they don't mean no harm or ill intent, I don't think. But they'll ask me. They ask me stuff like that. Like, what are your... (laughs) It's like asking, what about you? It's gonna be really hard to deal with that you can't necessarily change because it's who you are and it's how you grew up. But like, let me know because those are definitely deciding factors. And if I'm gonna be with you or not, or if we're gonna go on a second date or whatever. They're probably not even thinking that far or ahead about it when they even ask me. I don't even know, like maybe it's just me, but it was always an issue with my ex that I never like voiced. And then when I sat down to like be on these dates, I was like, damn. I guess that bothers me, but then the type of conversation that I like to have I really like deep and meaningful, and I'm someone who like when I'm with a partner, like we have to talk about certain things, the Black Lives Matter movement, like, what's your take and what's your opinion and stuff like that, and yes, a little bit of politics because that shit's important, you know, when you're going to be with somebody. And my experiences when I'll sit down with the white guys would be hard because it would be like they don't really want to talk about that. Or you get someone who they talk about it and they say they're down, but then you could tell that they're not really. They're just kind of saying that because I'm sitting right there, you know, and it's hard because the white people, they're the ones that do all the hiking and stuff like that and that I can relate with on that level. So dating has been discouraging because it's just nobody gets me but everybody feels that way. Also just having to get over it, but it's just a struggle. Mixed girl struggles, I'm telling you. And that's facts about Portland. My mom was talking about how she, like, wish you lived in a more accepting city or something like that. Like, Portland. And I was like, Portland is surface-level acceptance, okay? They might say, have that little poster in the front of the door, Black Lives Movement, okay, but they're still planning to regentify the next, the whole fucking city, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything. And in Oregon, outside of Portland, everyone's racist. Anyway, you know, it's not. What you really think it is, mom. And sometimes it doesn't even have to deal with how I termed it mixed girl problems. Like sometimes I'm just triggered by everybody insecurities. One thing I've always done is it's a really bad, 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 bad thing that I do. But I try to, like, I'm so obsessed with perception, anticipating other people's reaction that... How do I explain this? That, like, I try to control the emotional state of others. So, like, that causes me to be really in tune with perception. And, like, I'll look at the person's face and try and, like, base what they're thinking, they're feeling off of their expressions. And then that only works if you read people correctly and all this other stuff. So, that's something I've always done. I've always been really in tune. So, it's something I need to stop myself. From doing, but because of that, someone's opinion of me would really be detrimental to <laughs> my perception of myself, and so it was a huge problem with my ex. But like, even now, when I'll go on dates, like I went on a date once a few months ago, and the guy I was sitting with asked about my earrings. He said, Oh, I like your hoops. I was like, Oh, thank you, and I like reached up, I touched my whatever. He was like, you ever wear hoops bigger than that or a smaller or whatever he's like or is that as big as you go and I was like i have a couple that are bigger or whatever like that but um for the most part I kind of stay around here and he was like okay good I don't think I would have been able to mess with you if you wore big big hoops he's like you just can't trust girls to wear those earrings and went on about like that and then later he made like another comment too it was uh, my lipstick or something like that and i was so mad at myself because in the moment i was like fuck i should wear small hoops i just went back to all the insecurities that anything anyone's ever told me or whatever i just went back to that moment and i was like super frustrated with myself later because later i was like liz the bigger your hoops are and the redder your lipstick, the more confident you are. Fuck what this guy says. You know what I mean? For some reason, in the moment, when I'm face-to-face with a person, I have no confidence. The moment I leave, I'm like, wait, like, I'm a bad bitch. What the fuck am I thinking? Yeah, us mixed girls go through a lot. But, like, one thing that, I, that always has urged me is, I mean, one of many, is, like, I hate, I hate when I hear black women, fully black, real dark skin, gets told like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. There is nothing that's going to piss me off more than that shit. What I get a lot and what I got growing up a lot in my area was I normally, I'm normally not into black women, but I like you. It's like. They mean it as a compliment. They're saying it as a compliment. They literally think that they're complimenting you, but then you just dismissed half of me. I don't think you understand what you just did there. And that just brings up the point of how a lot of mixed girls are idolized and kind of seen as more exotic and so you get white people and stuff, they're more like curious, you know what I mean? They're like, ooh. And already it's bad from the jump because already they're not thinking about us as human person. They're thinking about, oh, she's different, but different in a safer way. But then it's kind of fucked up because in a way society feeds into that because think about it. They have that mindset, society perpetuates that mindset. Like how many people we've even done a child, we've even done it where, you know, like mixed kids, like are more desirable. They're even sexualized in a lot of ways from youth through advertisements and just social media hype and all this other stuff. And like, you always hear people say like, oh, I want a light-skinned baby. Or you hear a black women say, I want to be with a white guy. So I have a light-skinned baby or vice versa. Or you know black I want to get with white women to have them light-skinned babies or black with Asian because they want the Blasian babies you know what I mean to even have that to have that desire in the first place only perpetuates that mindset
3: we stay up until the sunrise
2: sometimes you get angrier this get dangerous can't get up and get on my bride three kids seems like forever when you sit and think
0: since this interview, Liz has moved across the country. That is right. She left the Pacific Northwest to move down south to Georgia. And talking to Liz, she is fine and happy where she is at. And she is thriving. And I'm really happy for you, Liz. Last, we have a revisit from season one, episode 15 with Malcolm X. That's right. It's our first revisit on Dating Digital History, here's what Malcolm had to say then. But I'm just curious, like has your has your ethnicity ever like come up in a factor of relationships or dating or anything like that? Come um, up for you.
6: Not in a negative way. Especially with white girls. I feel like Yeah. No, like, I'm talking I'm, about positive too. I'm yeah, not even talking about Oh yeah like, oh, hey. hey. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure um i've been in that situation plenty of times where i hear white girls like yeah i want mixed kids and i'm gonna make sure a black dude like gets me pregnant about like this <laughs> oh, oh man like yeah you you hear you hear crazy oh. shit man like it's <laughs> it's it's uh pretty bananas to to hear stuff like that but yeah. um even growing up like i'll be in situations in in school even where they're like oh yeah that girl does not like black guys doesn't like Yeah, it doesn't guys. like black guys. Like, and I'm like, what does that mean though? But yeah, man, that's the only time that I really heard it like to a negative extent, like, Oh yeah, she doesn't like black guys or or this, that, and the third when I was growing up. Um Especially growing up in SoCal, it's a little bit hotter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. a little bit warmer, so the sun is always on you. So, you know what I mean? I'm I'm a dark-skinned dude as it is. I'm one of them chocolate brothers. So, <laughs> you, your boy was a little extra dark chocolate when I was younger, just from being in the sun all the time and growing up in the desert. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Moval, where it's shaking, be like 112, playing football. The turf's like an extra 15 degrees Jesus hotter. Christ. Like, you, you baking out there. So, um, I would hear stuff like that too, but I never... I never feel like it affected me really. Like yeah. still able to pretty much talk to or or have conversations with the girls who I wanted to entertain. And, yeah. And I don't I don't feel like it was it was an ever, ever an issue. I think that's probably probably gave me more confidence to hear that. Cause I like to take things on as a challenge. Uh, so the few situations that I was in that was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't like black guys. And um, my mentality is kind of like, well, she don't like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe she don't like y'all, but I am who I am. And I found that to be true most of the time. People would be, well, the people I hung around and uh, like, my little social group, like, were, I guess, spiteful about it. Like, man, like, why she like you? But she don't like black guys. Like, why did you, what. Now I'm thinking, like, did you just assume that she didn't because she doesn't like you or like, what is the situation? Really? Did you hear her say that specifically? Because I never found that to be an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my experience, I don't know what it's like for anybody else, though. Uh, Race, like for me, is just like I don't really look at after. I mean, after that last relationship and everything that was said, it did kind of skew my. My views a little bit, but at the same time, like if you find somebody you connect with, I don't think it really matters to be honest. Yeah, respect.
0: On the episode, Malcolm talks about just his experience growing up in SoCal and living part of his time here in the Pacific Northwest before moving back down to pursue a different career, as well as sharing some stories on there about dating, some life insight because Malcolm is a very insightful person, and he also shares an experience with an ex that he kind of touches on at the end there. So if you want to check that one out, check out season 1 of Dane Digital episode 15 and you can hear the rest there. And this last part here of this episode is just a little preview of what to expect next time. As I said, this is only part 1 of this theme. Next time, part 2, we'll just follow one individual person and just her life story. Here is a preview.
1: My brother is dating a white woman. And my sister just married a white man. And I had this thought of, you know, how awesome it would be to have like this black love story. And I told my dad, as soon as my sister married her husband, I looked at him and I said, well, I'm the last one. (laughs) Like I'm our only chance right now to just kind of have this like black love story like my parents did. I don't know anything about the future, but it's not turning out that way because I live in Portland. I grew up in a super white town and then the place where I went to undergrad was a super white town. And so I just feel this kind of disconnect Mm -hmm. from like the black community. And then finally, when I get amongst people who look like me, I almost feel like an imposter or something. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's almost easier to be with someone of another ethnic background because there's no expectation mm-hmm. and in the, the eyes of the world like whether i act like this or like that i am
2: black you made me want to it
0: thank you again to the guest all our guests of today's episode again these recordings were done in 2020 2029 before the pandemic so again view changes could have definitely changed since then because a lot a lot a lot has happened in our country in our world since then but yeah thank you again for sharing your stories hope you enjoyed this episode of dating digital thank you for all our music which are all commercial free you can find on the matic Dot com That is T H E M A T I C dot com. And you can listen to Dane Digital and all the other episodes on our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and more to search up Dane Digital. But you're going to have to probably hunt a little bit because it's been hidden since it's been a while. But if you need the link, you can also follow us on Instagram at Dating Digital. Thank you again for listening to the episode. Hope you have a great rest of your day.
2: right don't swipe left let me show you how I'm better than the rest let's grab a drink maybe some coffee we'll take turns as we make each other's knees weak promise I'm not only in it for the physical wanna see if you're the one I'd really like to know gotta see there's chemistry, That's critical. That's the game that we play, dating digital. Dating digital, see, dating digital. That's the game that we play, dating digital. Dating digital, see, dating digital. That's the game that we play, dating digital.